Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, and streaming live on Ustream. This is AfterBuzz TV for American Horror Story. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest American Horror Story news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, picking up where the show leaves off, and the buzz continues, it's AfterBuzz TV for American <laughs> Horror Story. Hello and welcome everybody <laughs> to uh, AfterBuzz TV American Horror Story, Season 1, Episode 8, major episode tonight. Huge. Entitled Rubber Man. I am your host, Billy Nellis, joined with me, as always... The lovely David Scifaletti. Hello, hello. The two of us in studio tonight. We have DJ Jesse in the booth. Um, A little holiday madness, so we're a little light tonight, but it's all right. We're going to have a great show for you, Annie. We're going to break down all the craziness that went on tonight because tonight was heavy. What? I mean. So many revelations. What? So much going on. We also, later in the hour, we're going to um, continue our special segment where we talk about some thematic elements that are similar to some movies that we've seen in the past and bring those to light and recommend those films to you guys. Um, so that'll be a little bit later, but first let's really, let's just, let's dive in. Dive in. Let's just jump into this because there's Give it to so me, much to talk about tonight <laughs> in Rubber Man. I mean, really tonight was the origin story, the backstory, the the fruit of who the rubber man is. Right. Who this was. It's finally been revealed. And it was revealed rather quickly. Um, I, it was revealed within like the first revealed five before, minutes. I think, like the title shot. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, we were both jaws dropped. Jaws dropped. Like shock face. Right. Yeah. Huge. I, Huge reveal. I mean, do we, we might as well give yeah, everybody who it is because if, if you're, you're listening, listening, you probably watched. You, you know that rubber watched. man is Tate. Like, shocking. I admit defeat. Yeah. I was not we right. We both were wrong. We were both wrong. I think everybody was wrong in this in their assumptions as to who Rubber Man was, because I don't think anybody saw this coming. No. We were so convinced that it was going to be Charles, you and I. Right. We're convinced it would be Charles. And the reasons that we got for Tate being it sort of were the reasons why we thought Charles would be doing it, right. which is very interesting. But also, we found out... Um, we're sort of jumping around our topics right now, but he, he's sort of serving the women in the house. Right. Well, let's just... To we'll, a certain extent. We'll readjust. We'll start with him. Okay. We've already done it. Let's We've do it. We've already done it. We have to do it. I'm sorry. So we, we find out Tate is the rubber man. We yeah. see through a lot of backstory. We got more more fleshed out on Chad and Patrick, mm-hmm. Zachary Quinto and Teddy Sears characters. We really saw 
why the rubber man was able to come into fruition, why Tate was able to utilize that. Mm-hmm. Um, to his advantage. To his advantage. Um, really sad. Their their story was sad to me. It was I, very sad. And I, I don't like know every, everyone's was, story. Is so but sad. theirs was especially sad, I think, because Tate killed them. Yeah. It wasn't like each other or like uh, other circumstances that had them die. It was Tate killing them because they decided not to have a baby anymore. Right. And I think that was the most upsetting thing. Yeah, maybe the house was driving them crazy. Yeah, they were probably heading towards breaking up and not being together anymore to begin with, but the way that they died is was just so right. upsetting. Right. And I it's they they were definitely in rough spots and and it's one and it's a question that I still have is if the house was driving them apart, pushing them from not having a baby, then I feel like we're getting to a point where there's going to be different sort of factions of of spirits in the house who are right. fighting each other. And I think we have already started to see that this week with Moira. Right. Where there's going to be different forces and aspects of the house working against each other, trying to accomplish their own accomplish different goals. things and have their own agendas. Yeah. It's very interesting. And it, it I guess it begs the question of whether I'm I'm wondering if if I'm getting just too heavy with it and thinking that there's going to be some sort of like master power or if everyone is just these these like untethered lonely ghosts like all self-serving doing their own ghosts. Thing. Right. I mean at the end of the day there has to be a greater power right allowing them to be present we would think there has to be yeah. it can't just be <laughs> they can't just be like floating around going la di da i'm going to do whatever the hell i right. want to do something's keeping them there something's for a keeping reason. them there for a reason for sure yeah i'm excited i i just I know, every every like... week i'm like i just i wanted to keep going i don't want I want like, to go forever. There's so much happened in this week's episode, I think, that like it's hard to digest so quickly. Right. Exactly. It, I'm it having is. a little bit of trouble. Is. Well there there is with a lot at the moment. There is a lot. And usually we do get you and I get an extra day. So this yeah. is the first time where we've had to break American Horror Story down fifteen minutes after, after watching it and not having like a second to think. Right. And there's so much tonight. So we, we learned you know, really how Chad and, and Patrick died. Uh, <clears throat> we learned why. We learned the reason that Tate turned on them. Mm-hmm. Tate is Tate is working to give Nora the child that she wants. Right. Which begs me to ask the question, if Tate, in last week's episode, we found out that Tate doesn't know that he's passed on. Right. If he is unaware of that fact, yet he can communicate with the other ghosts... Mm-hmm. Why doesn't he realize that he is is dead? Is dead? Right. That's what I don't understand. If he knows that other, if Hayden is dead, he knows that she's dead. He knows that Chad and Patrick are dead. He knows that Nora's dead. Why he knows he that Moira's dead. Why doesn't he realize that he's dead? Yeah, it's very weird. But yet Nora doesn't realize that she's dead either. Right. And it seems to me like we saw Nora this week and and learned about how she doesn't realize she's dead. And then we also saw Constance's husband again for a split second, mm-hmm. and he didn't realize he was dead either. Um, and he, it sort of felt like when we saw him, like his memory would disappear 
right away, right away, at like a goldfish would or something, because after Hayden stabbed him, he woke up and like didn't even really remember what had just occurred to him, like it just like restarted, and he was unaware of anything that had just happened. Right. And Which, Nora sort of was the same way. She keeps she always comes back to the house and sees new things, but doesn't remember the last time that she saw the new things. It it seems like every time she sees the new people and the new stuff, it's the first time she's ever seen new people and new stuff because her shock is so brand new. Right. That something's happening. So it's very weird like these people's memories keep being purged and restarted. But only certain people. Only certain ones, exactly. And so it's very weird. I don't I don't quite get it and or how. And if there is a rule as to what allowed these ones to be this way and these ones to be this way. Right. I'm hoping. I want it to make sense. I don't want it to be arbitrary. I'm I worried because it will it, be arbitrary. I, I mean, knowing Ryan Murphy, it won't be. <laughs> but <laughs> there's just so much that at the end of the day, it might just be one of those things Where that they have, have to, to just accept it. Accept it and they can't devote the time to explain to it. To explain it, yeah. Because yeah. there's only been two characters so far who don't remember how they died. I feel or, like the only character who we would get a sufficient answer as to why they don't know that they were dead would be Tate. Tate. I don't think we'll ever know why Nora or Constance's husband, that will just be more examples. But I, if we don't get the explanation for Tate, that it's like, that's a cop out. And right. I feel like we have to, we're, we've but been because they've already, they already this. like dedicated a whole episode to the fact that he doesn't know yeah. that he's dead. Exactly. So we definitely, I, I'm, I'm waiting. That's, I think, like the biggest question that I still have left mm-hmm. over anything else I think that's what's propelling me to want more is is him is Tate is himself. Tate because he seems to be at this point one of the most interesting characters on the show and has the most depth to him right and we also you know towards the end when we do see um, him killing finally killing them at the end we see him kill Chad and Patrick and Moira helps him right um to to make sure that it's a crime that wouldn't be um, People, investigated, someone wouldn't ask questions, wouldn't be about. investigated so well. So they made it into the the murder suicide with their gun, um, and she drops that that line that we spoke of a second ago that he has this compulsive need to please the ladies of mm-hmm. the house. And Tate then says, "Well, I have mommy issues. Do you have? Do you know do you someone know I could? Shrink. You know, yeah." Um, so you do think we're coming to a head of understanding. Constance and Tate's relationship. Yeah, um, we we need that, and I think that in the scenes that we saw for next week, there's finally going to be some more interaction between the two of them mm-hmm. that will maybe that will hopefully spell more well, of that out. Hopefully, it'll explain something. Yeah, <laughs> because but, all this episode did was explain something and then give us a crap ton more questions. Right, but I, I also wonder who the other ladies of the house are. Well, it seems like he's. There's Nora that he's like quote unquote serving. He's fallen in love. Well, I guess that happened before. That happened after. So I'm wondering who, what other lady of the house before the Harmons moved in besides Nora that he was looking to serve. Oh God! <laughs> it was unless it was just. Like, it was just like a random comment for them to like yeah, get that shrimp arbitrary pearl, pluralism that she didn't necessarily mean but i felt like it would that would be something you'd pay attention to if i was writing that script or being like or the script supervisor right definitely so that 
raised another question for us um, in Tate. I mean, there's so many, que- still so there's many questions. There's so much for stuff Tate. about Tate that we just don't understand right. yet. And the other question is, how was he able to make a child? How are these right? How is a spirit able to have <clears throat> sex with a human with a human living person and create life? Right. And as we've seen, we know that he actually did it because then he does have sex with Violet this week. Right. And she is able to attest to the fact that it actually happened. Right. So we know that he's capable of all these things. Well, I mean, he's capable of, like, touching people. I mean, even Hayden, like, all of them are capable of, like, affecting the living. But it just is so confusing that a dead person, a spirit, a ghost, whatever it is you want to call it, is able to create life. Mm -hmm. Very confusing. It's very... I want I want the rules. I want the rule book. <laughs> I know I, we need like the American <laughs> Horror Story Bible. If anyone out there in FX land is listening, please send one over to us that gives us a guideline as to how this stuff how works. works. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. So I mean there's just we got some information but there's still so so many questions with Tate. So much, but we now at least know that he is the rubber man. Right that and i guess i mean it's so funny we, we you know we had those quotes for ryan murphy about the kids any of the ever man and he said it's so obvious it's so it's so obvious who it is um right and then even in in the halloween episode was it they revealed that tate was in the rubber suit right and so, i guess we could go back and watch like the first episode and the second episode and like try and see uh if there actually were clues as to who the rubber man was, but I don't remember there ever being it. Yeah, unless we just weren't thinking to look for them because we didn't think it would be possible. Right. Yeah. Def- it's, it's it's mind-boggling <laughs> that it went it became Tate. And and I think why it's also confusing is we thought that seeing Tate in it before would be the throw-off that okay, right. then it can't be him because that's too easy for them to have given it up, but then they tricked us like a third way by and just made it him right by realizing that tv audiences are so savvy at this point to tricks like that to tricks in horror movies right. um to where you would presume that if somebody is er- early on revealed to be something you you rule them out immediately um, but that's the trick that's how we were preyed upon because they realize how savvy we've become that that we would be surprised then if it then in fact was that person. Right. I didn't even think about it that way. Yeah. They're turning what audiences know against them. Right. To make them back they're to the... playing us for are. the fool. Well, it's smart. <laughs> it's very smart. It's, it was, they, it was they under, very smart on They clearly part. understand how audiences have grown to understand conventions of horror films. Right. Um, and also, if you if you do think about it, Tate is probably the craziest person mm-hmm. in the house. He mm-hmm. is the most psychotic. He has killed the most people, and he's just and he seems to also have the most power over the house too. Exactly. So it, it does make sense yes. that he would be in the rubber suit, right? We just thought that they <laughs> exactly. Well, speaking about the house, yeah. Beyond Tate, the house was playing some games this week, namely in the form of Hayden. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think Hayden is becoming a stronger spirit in the house. I think she's starting to gain control and ground herself 
into the roots of the home, and she's starting to get more powerful. Right. I think she's. It's weird because she, w- with her growing awareness of the circumstances that these spirits are in, is where she's finding her power. Exactly. Which I do think is funny because while she's gaining power through awareness, Tate has power and has no awareness, which I do find odd. That he has no awareness of himself. He, yet has, he has no power. awareness of the house, but he lived there before. True. And, I th- and he was aware of those things, I think, before he died. Okay, that maybe. I would buy that. And but so it, maybe that's why he's that strong, or maybe his resentment towards Constance has given him power, or perhaps the way that his mental state was when he died has maybe. given him more power. In strong power and or huh. his attachment to that. Violet. Very true. But so we did see Hayden as she is she's growing more aware of the circumstances, her her sort of purgatory and what she can do with her newfound power. I would call it power. Yeah, her her power. You know, she, we see her speaking about how she she's explaining to Nora um what they can do that they And can, what they can't do. Right. That they can't leave, they know they can't leave there, um, but that they can make themselves, they can will themselves into existence and in and out of it right. with the, with the living world um, to to do things. I um, mean, we see that Hayden, the whacked out bitch that she is, she's a psychopath, right? She is using this awareness and this power to wield over Vivian to truly drive Vivian insane this week. And I mean, she accomplished it yeah. with flying cars. <laughs> she passed poltergeist school like <laughs> within like a within week. Within the first week, <laughs> she's like, "All right, I'm dead, and now you are going she's like to a ruin my existence." Prodigy. <laughs> she really is. She was able. She did so much stuff to drive this woman absolutely mad, mm-hmm. and was able to like play all the other spirits for puppets and just executed her plan so brilliantly, despite the fact that she's destroying Vivian. Vivian. Well, which is what she wants, so she doesn't... Right, but I don't think she understands that if she destroys Vivian, Vivian will did get out of the house. And won't come back. And won't come back. Right. Yeah. Because she won't be in a sanitarium forever. Exactly. But she will not ever go back there. Now she's free of it, right. to an extent. Um, but she's using now this new motivation... Um, which I want to ask you if you think that it's true or if she's using it as a means to get other people to do things, where now she, she's sort of over Ben, mm-hmm. but now it's all about how she died while pregnant and she was deprived of motherhood, of having a child, and she wants these babies that are inside of Vivian. She right. uses this to, to sort of get Nora on her side because Nora's main ex- reason for being still a... a Spirit is the fact that she's missing her child, as we learned before that these spirits are here because they have unfinished business, right? And that is her, her thing, her her Frankenstein baby. She wants a baby. <laughs> I think she just wants a baby. She's so tragic. Nora she is. is so re- tra- I think out of all this, out of all the the spirits living in the house, her story is the most tragic out of everybody's. I think Chad and. What was his husband's Patrick. name? Pa- Chad and Patrick's story, how they died, is the most awful. But I think her story is the most tragic. Yeah. 
So now, do you think, though, do you really believe that Hayden wants to take one of these babies or she is just using you know, that to, to get Nora on her side? I don't know because she is so aware, so blatantly aware of the fact that she isn't living. How does she think she's going to raise a child? I think that at this point, she just wants revenge. Right. And on, she blames it on Vivian. And she blames it on Vivian, and she blames Ben. And she, so, granted, destroy everything she's, she's going to carrying... destroy his entire life. Right. Yeah. Makes sense. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I do think that. I mean, I do think that she also, because she knows who is the father of these children... I right. think that that also calls into question. There's obviously very different rules about what these kids can do. I mean, that's going to be very interesting because if Tate cannot exist outside of the grounds, how can his spawn? And you remember oh, how the God. doctor said last week that, you know, maybe you need to stay home. Everything happens when you try and leave the house. And what if that is the demon spirit part of these children in her that cannot leave the grounds either. That can't like exist outside of the home. And so she goes into some sort of some sort of her body goes into a panic mode because something happens to what is growing in her because of the pull of the house. And that's what keeps bringing her back. That's what could keep bringing her back. Just came to me right now. That's but I totally crazy. But I totally see that. Could buy that. Yeah. I mean, it would it would make sense. I wouldn't be. It wouldn't be something that wouldn't. Well, make we sense. saw Hayden was able to get to a certain point away from the house and then was drawn immediately back on Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. So it would make sense. Like she was on the murder tour, and if the pull was so strong from the home that she almost had a miscarriage. Yeah. I'm, I'm like the babies are trying to get out to get to the house. Right. Something, something's trying to get out because it can't be anywhere but the house. It oh, just God. wills it back. This is freaky. <laughs> if you are, Jeff. if you're out there listening. Um, and you think we make sense or we're absolutely nuts, call in and weigh in uh, 424-256-1729. We would love to hear from you. I think it's more likely that everyone thinks we're crazy. But if you think that it makes sense, <laughs> let us know why also. Um, so let's move on a little to Vivian because I want to talk about, obviously we need to talk about watching this poor woman go insane. Completely bonkers. You know, it, it continues from where we saw her last week with realizing that she had seen Nora mm-hmm. in person and now here her daughter telling her this is the original owner of the house. And that's sort of where we were left last week. Um, At least she figured it all out, though. She's like starting to put the pieces together that she's seeing people in the home, in her home, that shouldn't be there. Right. That in theory, these this person is dead. That person is dead. That person is dead. Why are they still here? Right. Granted, it might be driving her crazy because no one's backing her up, despite the fact that her daughter, the little bitch that she is, I'm going to say it. Yeah. No, she was awful. Is like only feeding into it that much more by not being like, hey, mom, I see them too. You're not crazy. Right. Like that's all she needed. Right. That would have ended it. That would have ended everything. But Tate says that if she says it, they'll all have to go away and she can't be with him anymore. 
and turns her. And that's where I think Hayden came into play. And I think she's now become a sort of puppet master for everybody. For the other ghosts. For the other ghosts. Yeah. So we do see, you know, she's explaining to Marcy and Moira, Vivian is, mm-hmm. about the about Nora. Um, and Moira is a spirit who is there. She so seems to have always sort of be protecting the women of the house. Yes. Um, as what has what killed her? We know she's out for revenge on men, and so she always sort of is more closely linked to the women. So she's very protective. Uh, I think Vivian. Moira's a dyke. <laughs> <laughs> um, putting it out there. It's not the best word, maybe. I know, I'm listeners. sorry. I'm sorry. I did not mean it to say it that way. But you know what I meant. <laughs> yes. I think that she might have, in her lifetime, been of a lesbian. That would be very interesting, considering how sexualized she is with men. With men. But yeah. I think that was just by the way that she looked. Yeah, very interesting. But we do see that Moira is feels very badly for Vivian, and you see the struggle going on in the beginning of the episode, um, where she she obviously she knows that she isn't going nuts and she right. and she feels she you can tell she feels badly for this woman she feels awful who's losing her mind and then towards the end of the episode when she, vivian is telling her that she thinks it's these pills that she's taking that she, that must be what it is because vivian's trying any way that she can to rationalize what is happening to her well yeah i mean wouldn't you you would, you would try you would <laughs> any normal person would want to have right. an actual medical whatever it is reason to what's going on. Right. And Moira says to her, you know, I normally would never say this to anybody, but this house is, she comes right out. This house is possessed. She comes right out and says the house is possessed and that there's spirits working against it or whatever. There's right. a power in the house, but she doesn't tell her that she's dead. Well, of course. <laughs> I wouldn't either. She's not like, yo, what up? I'm <laughs> dead. I'm a ghost. I'm a ghost. But she then she says, you need to get out while you still can. I fear for you. Which is interesting to me that she tells Vivian that she has to get out of the house and she fears for her and she's afraid for the, the lives of her children and, and she tells her to leave, but she only tells Vivian. And that's know, all she cares about. Well, yeah, I mean, I understand that she cares about her, but why hasn't she ever said anything to anybody else before? Why is she so concerned now with this family? Or unless she has, and we just have never seen it. Right, no, but she said, yeah. I've, I've never told this to anybody else, and I never would normally, but I'm telling you because I'm afraid for you. Like, why does she feel so compelled to tell Vivian to get out? Like, what is it? Unless the only other thing I could think is is if she actually isn't trying to be helpful and that she was trying to further make her go crazy by putting that in her head. That she has to leave? Or that, you know, she... But the house if you is tell possessed. Someone, yeah, right. Push her further into sort of an insanity by putting that in her mind. But I don't see... Moira doesn't, doesn't seem to be, like, that type of... Spirit. Spirit. I, I don't think that she's... She's working in her own agenda to get her bones dug up and leave. And leave. I don't know. I, then I don't know. I, and I guess it, it... And she was unjustly killed in the home. So why right. would she want... Why would she have let these other people... Exactly. It happened to them unless she saw them do things. Because I think that Vivian has never really done anything worthy of what's happening to her. But I think a lot of other people experience things because they weren't that great Deserved when they came into it. the house. Right. <laughs> Quote unquote. Or maybe to Moira, it wasn't somebody who was 
worth saving, but she sees that Vivian has none of this is Vivian's fault. Literally, none of this is Vivian's fault. It's, That's true. It is entirely Ben's it's fault. It's more Ben, yeah. Like Vivian holds no blame for anything that's happened in this house. She was raped by Tate. She didn't welcome that sex. Right. So she's been put into all of this because of other people. So maybe Moira sees a kinship. I'm here because someone raped me. Somebody, I didn't want that. And now I'm stuck here. I want you to get out before you're trapped like me. Ah, clever little witch. Could be. Could be. But so it doesn't work. Well... She tried. She tried. So hard. I don't know why she just wouldn't just back up the car. <laughs> they were in the car. I know that's what I'm saying. Just like back up. Why isn't Violet like standing up for her mother? Like, I don't get it. She's an idiot in love <laughs> with a ghost. With man. a dead guy. <laughs> like, that's clearly not going anywhere. I know. It's it's so sad. And and then we see Ben. Ben is pretty horrible in the way that he's sort of handling it in the beginning he's Awful. threatening her um and then she does shoot him granted but in the, in the throes of insanity she was while scared. being attacked well she had just been attacked <laughs> and she had just been attacked and she was frightened and she had a loaded gun and she shoots him in the and leg so she shoots him <laughs> oh was it the leg i thought she shot him in the arm either one i it was i couldn't tell but either way it went through and through he's fine he didn't seem that like no. shooken up about it. He no. was like, "It's fine." The bullet came out the yeah. other side. I and would then, be like screaming bloody murder on the way to the hospital. <laughs> yes, I would have too. I think any normal person. But then, even sadder, her last hope, her last ally, Luke, comes, and we think he's he's going to, you know, oppose Ben, and you know, be the person who believes her, right, or something, and. You know, they both stumble in, and when she's in the throes of being sort of attacked again, or if she is in whatever, whether she's gone so far down that she's be- imagining it now, who knows? But they both find her going crazy talking about the the man in the rubber, and they... Which is so interesting to me that now that she realizes that the children that she's carrying are not her husband's. Well, it still could be unclear because they did have sex the same day, so there is still a question of whose children they are. Right. And it is possible that it's his too. There's. I know we discussed this last week. Right. It is still one and one, there. or even both, and the, or even then both. they blocked it out, and the other sperm didn't do anything. One, it, it could have worked that way too. So I think she still has that question, but she knows that she didn't have sex with Ben twice that day, and so that's scaring her before she's even thinking about what she's growing in her and whose it is. Right. But then we see that Luke doesn't he thinks she's nuts well i think he's at his wits end i mean what is he supposed to do he walks in on the woman that clearly he has feelings for and she's like on the floor going nuts seeing things talking about the rapist in the rubber suit did you see him hayden did you see her and there's nobody there but them yeah so what is he to think yeah she's going crazy of course i'm gonna believe her husband i might not trust him but i'm seeing it with my own two eyes yeah and then they, they have her taken to a, a psyche valve at the sanatorium. And that's where we're left. And that's where we're left. And Violet being like, this is all my fault. Yeah, you stupid bitch. This is. is all your fault. It is. Smack some sense into you, little girl. It is. All right, well, let's jump to a commercial. And when we come back, we're going to get into that special segment we talked about at the top of the hour. Boop, boop. After Buzz TV. Hi, I was once like you. 
a lazy, angry Lona whose only joy was watching TV and surfing the net. And like you, after I'd see one of my favorite TV shows, I'd be so excited and have so many questions that I'd actually have to talk to my douchebag co-workers about it at the water cooler. Then I discovered AfterBuzzTV.com. AfterBuzz TV produces after-show webcasts and podcasts for TV series of all kinds, like post-game wrap-up shows for all your favorite TV shows. AfterBuzz TV hosts are industry insiders who break down episodes of shows, take calls from fans, and interview cast and crew from each series with over 60 different after-shows, from Boardwalk Empire to American Idol to Vampire Diaries to Real Housewives and more. Now, after a night of TV, I can ignore my stupid co-workers, who I hate, and go straight to my desk and watch or listen to all my favorite AfterBuzz TV aftershows and have all the TV fan interaction I need. Thank you, AfterBuzz TV. AfterBuzz TV. What do you want to buzz about? All right. Well, welcome back from that commercial break <laughs> to AfterBuzz TV for American Horror Story. What's going on, David? <laughs> Nothing. What's going on with you, Jesse? I'm not <laughs> wait for that special segment. Uh, are you? <laughs> All right. Well, let Billy introduce it. So every week since we started this season, we have been bringing to you guys a movie recommendation our American Horror Story film night where we have been speaking about some thematic elements that we've noticed that are similar to some of the great horror thrillers um, through the years that we've seen that are influences clearly upon the cast. Um, this week we're doing something a little different. It didn't really seem like there was one thing in particular, but there were various pieces of various movies that stuck out to both of us. Mm-hmm. So we thought we'd take the opportunity and just speak on that a little bit to you guys um, and just and talk about some movies that are great, that are creepy as hell, that if you've never heard of them or seen them would be fun to see, and that are sort of like what was going on. The first one I want to talk about is um, an old, old film called Repulsion. It's an early um, Roman Polanski film starring Catherine Deneuve. Um, and we all love Roman Polanski. <laughs> yes. Here in the United States. <laughs> live for him. Um, as much as he's a creep, this movie is is so good. It is so terrifying. It's this this... Film about this woman, this gorgeous, beautiful woman. Yeah, if you don't know anything about Catherine Deneuve, she was a, a model in the 60s and is probably one of the most beautiful women who yeah. has ever lived. Right, and this is one of her first film roles. And it's and it's a, this movie about this woman who, this young, beautiful woman who everyone just thinks has, like, just is perfect because she's the outward look of perfection. And she slowly, throughout the film, goes absolutely insane. And she's trapped in her apartment in this in trapped in this solitary life and she slowly goes mad and she's starts seeing like her walls peel down and just various things that no one knows mm. you leave the film not knowing what any of if any of it is real or whether it's all in this woman's mind but it's terrifying it's so creepy um and it just the the study of watching a person fall deeper and deeper into madness is what I linked it to in this episode because we watched further and further as Vivian just really went nuts and really yeah. was losing control and any sort of idea of what was real and what wasn't and what was what her reality was anymore. And I think that above anything else is terrifying to any human being um, to think that you to get to that point where you don't understand what's real and you can't distinguish between the two. Yeah. Is now I've never seen 
Repulsion, is it in English or is it in French? It's in French. Okay. But it's so, I mean, it's, to be honest, there's not a lot of talking in it. It's, it I'll be <laughs> I on, mean, it makes sense. This woman is alone most of the time, but it is, it's worth it. It's worth the work of subtitles and... Oh, I love watching movies, not it's, in English. It's so good. Definitely recommend it. And it's just, if, if this spoke to you, if this creeped you out watching Vivian fall like this, then you will love this movie. Yeah. You really will. It sounds like it. <laughs> what I wanted to talk about, um, I had two films that sort of came to mind when I was watching the episode. Um, Single White Female, starring Bridget Fonda, Steven Weber, and Jennifer Jason Leigh, and Poltergeist with mm-hmm. Craig T. Nelson and Zelda Rubenstein. Um, I mean, the whole thing with Hayden and Ben and Vivian just sort of screams single white female, just the way that she was, Hayden especially this week, was attacking Vivian and and sort of having her own crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It is really just like almost identical to what happens in single white female. Mm -hmm. And then Poltergeist, because it's sort of... You know, a house having a power of its own and, right. and sort of taunting and, and haunting the current owners of the home. Yeah. And having its own agenda and just... If you've Poltergeist is so scary. <laughs> never seen Poltergeist, it's like... Oh, oh they're my God. here. <laughs> they're here. So scary. I want to get her. Girl. I want to get her in the studio. Who? That little girl? That, she's not a little girl. She's dead. Well, she no, died. what's the little... Uh, Zelda both, Rubenstein? They both have died. Yeah. Oh, she did too. The little girl in the died. film. There, there's actually believed to be like a curse on that film. On the, the There was three of them, right? There's so and many each things. Well, Zelda one, died later, but the girl died like in filming of like the third, the third movie she died. But there was like deaths in... There's, Death, like, I think after the first one, the girl who plays the older daughter died or during the first one she died or something like that. And like a whole bunch of people have died. Something. There's a lot of... there's Yeah, there's, the, there's belief that there's this poltergeist curse surrounding that film. Yeah. It's didn't taken... they remake Poltergeist? No, they never they did, haven't. right? Uh, probably because they're terrified, because <laughs> <laughs> everyone's scared for their lives. Because they're afraid of the curse. <laughs> All right, well, let's jump into uh, some news and gossip. And we have a great interview. We'll jump over to DJ Jesse. Awesome. News. All right, so Entertainment Weekly didn't talk to Ryan uh, this week. They talked to Evan Peters. Um, he plays Tate. Yes. Why did you find out you... When did you find out you were Rubberman? Evan said just that episode. Oh, wow. Yeah. What did you think? <laughs> were you shocked? He said, I was shocked, but I was also grateful. I was thinking, wow, that's pretty cool. I guess I have to slime up and put on the rubber suit. <laughs> right? You gotta put Vaseline all over his body and get in the latex suit. Ugh. Uh, what did the other cast members think about you being Rubberman? Were they shocked? Yeah, I think everybody was pretty shocked. Oh, you're Rubberman. Oh my god. Wow. Oh, you're sick. Something's wrong with you. Well, I mean, that's a little obvious. <laughs> right? I mean, the guy shot up, the character shot up his entire school. Yeah. And like, I mean, there's something not right with him. I think <laughs> Yeah. everyone, that comment's a little weird. Yeah. Did you have to go to Siren, the L.A. fetish shop, like everyone else, to be fitted for that costume? He said, yeah, I went for Halloween Part 1, I believe. I thought that it would be interesting if I'm actually Rubberman, but they can't do that. And then they did it, and I was like, oh my god. 
Murphy. He was with us. He was with us. <laughs> that thought- there's no way in hell that he could have been Rubber Man, and then he was. Yeah. Hmm. Fuck you, Ryan Murphy. Wow. How is it putting on the suit? I've heard it's oddly cold. It is. It's like you're naked when you walk around set because it's just a layer of latex. It's frustrating to put on because you have to lube up, basically, because if it gets caught in your skin. Oh. So you make sure you're all nice and slick and then you get in there. You have to wear a robe on set or a jacket so you're not too cold. Ugh. It's like wearing a giant body condom. Why would anyone want that to do that? Like in like real life? Get out for like fun times. Like you you to, would like, have to literally cover your, your body in Vaseline. <laughs> and then get in this, like, cold, like, latex body condom. That's fun. too much. It's fun. <laughs> so basically, Tate is trying to appease Nora by giving her the baby she lost. Yeah, I had that question too for Ryan. Because the answer I got was he's here to help. He sees Nora's soul is disturbed and very sad. He has a sort of sweet spot for people like that. It resonates with him. So he wants to help them out and make sure they're okay and peaceful. And since he's dead and can't leave the house, might as well give her what she wants so that hopefully she can be a little happier instead of walking around crying all the time and wondering what's going on. Yeah, but his character doesn't realize that he's dead. Or he does. And they're just playing us for the fool again. Yeah. I don't know. Because if he's trying to appease Nora for some apparent reason... Yeah, it... it, I don't know. It still doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense. (laughs) It's just so twisted that you impregnated Vivian... And then Vi- Violet lost her virginity Virginity to you. Were you like, wow, this is twisted? He said, yeah. I was like, that's a bummer. <laughs> you do this thing for this person because you're trying to be nice, and then you find out the love of your life moved into the house. Yeah. Oh I like God. the Hayden-Tate ghostly duo. Do you guys team up for more fun? He responded, I thought that as well. I thought... You know, that was pretty cool. I don't think there's too much more in store for us, but it was pretty fun working together. She's great. This guy's... Never mind. So we'll see you in the rubber suit again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Laughs. (laughs) (laughs) Has this been the wildest role you've ever had? And what has this been like to play? This is actually kind of interesting. He said, It's been interesting to say the least. It's been exhausting because you never know. As soon as you have your mind made up about something, you find out, find something else out. You're kind of on the edge all the time wondering, What exactly have you done and what are you going to do? So it's been exhausting. I'm psyched for the season to be over with. I can imagine it would be exhausting. Oh, yeah. Especially in his role, because of how dark he is. Like, that would just be so... At the end of the day, you're just like, oh my god. I, I just want to go like, to bed. Go lay in a tub. Eat some <laughs> Cheetos. Yeah. <laughs> so I can see, like, you want to put that away for a little bit. I know, and especially the scenes, the days where he had to, like, show up to work and, like, put the, the damn rubber suit on. At, like, five in the morning. Like, yeah. Right? Like, yeah. he just wants to go lay out in the sun for, like, a couple of days to just get away from the vibe of this, I would imagine. Go to Vegas. Let's go to church. (laughs) Go to church. You're so boring. Go to Vegas and have fun. All right. It's that time. You're so weird, Jesse. I suppose, David. It's time. You know. (gasps) It's that time of the night. And now, your After Buzz TV. 
predictions. <laughs> Alright. So the preview for next week's episode was especially bonkers. I mean it's uh, I, I think it was, <laughs> <laughs> I think it was the first like teaser that we've seen so far that literally left me kind of astounded. Yeah. For what they what they teased. I mean Well, we get back the Billy's coming back. Billy's the, the coming medium. back. You're coming back to American Horror Story. Yes, I'll be back next week. <laughs> um the medium is back on the show talking to Constance again, being all weird and creepy and her friend with her pointy nails. Um and talking about a this, Pope. This that when when a new pope is elected, she says in the trailer that when a pope is elected, they are given this a secret, key. a key that unlocks a secret, and they show this pope whether this is real or just some illustration of Billy's right. story. Um, and it says that the story, the secret on the parchment that he reads is that when a baby is born of a spirit of, and a and the living, living is the key to the end of the world. But it was like the ultimate evil. It's the ultimate evil and it's the end of the world, yeah. basically. Right. And then they cut to Constance confronting Tate, screaming, what did you do? I mean, there's no way that that could be about the baby. There's no way that she could know that Tate got her pregnant. I don't know. Or I- could she? <laughs> she I- could. It's just, they're so, I'm, number one, I'm excited because Constance was nowhere in this episode. I know, and I love her and I miss her. And I missed her. I mean, it was such a good episode. So fun. So intense. But I was like, where is Jessica Lange? Right. (laughs) Where are you? (laughs) Where in the world is Carmen Sandiego right now? Maybe she needed a day off. I guess, but not cool. Not cool, (laughs) American Horror Story writers. We want her in every episode. Yeah. And we also, Larry wasn't there this week Larry wasn't here, but I don't care. We see that he's going to be back next week as well. He freaks me out. I showed his face. Um, I mean, we're we're gearing up really towards the end. Next week is week nine. Okay. And, and then there's only there's 13 what? episodes so there's in this season. There's episodes. Yeah. And I know that 12 and 13 are being done on the same night. Right. So there's literally only four more episodes. Yeah. So there's a... I mean, to me, it feels like there's a lot <laughs> to wrap up. Well, I mean, we've seen so far that... The time moves very quickly. I know on this we did show. see that we're already six. We're months. We're already six months in, and from last week, Vivian didn't look pregnant, and this week she looked pregnant. Yeah. So clearly, she's already in her second trimester. So time moves very fast on this show. So I'm assuming that by the end of the first season, she's going to give birth. Yes, I feel like that's the that be has the to be the finale. What comes out of her? <laughs> what is the demon child's that set, come out and that of her? will set up season two? Is yeah. what what this baby is, and if it's going to grow like a normal person, right? Yeah, oh, I'm, so I'm, excited. I'm so excited. I'm so excited for next week. Um, I love bringing in a whole like biblical church yeah. reference. I think it's oh, so creepy. It's so, hev- so good. Yeah, very cool. Anything else you got prediction wise? Um, no. <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up here. You guys have a terrific Thanksgiving yes, tomorrow. Happy Thanksgiving. Next week we will be back at our regular time on Thursdays at seven p.m. Pacific time, ten Eastern. Um, from everyone here at AfterBuzz, thank you for tuning in again. Have a great holiday, and we will see you next week. Bye. 
from producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek, engineer DJ Jesse Janity, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. If you have questions or comments, be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com. And you can find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter by searching for AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.